the beer community itself, you know, belonging to the Brewers Guild, um, going to those meetings and everything, the pride that everybody takes, you live that pride as well. And that was Shannon from Fieldcrest Brewing Company on this week's episode of Breweries. This podcast is proudly affiliated with the Mass Brew Bros. Check out their website to stay up to date with all Mass Beer-related news. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brew to retell the stories behind your favorite craft beverage. This is Sound Guy Ryan, and joining me as always is Matt and Erica. Hello! Hello! We're not in England. No, we're not in England. Not this week. Not this week. We're actually in Western Mass. Yeah, in the Springfield area, which is pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. Definitely actually. an underrepresented area for uh, us. So I'm for everyone. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to sh- shine a light on that area because it kicks ass. That it, beer, we did not have a bad beer on that trip. Nope. No. Hand, no. 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 Just no. Happen. Plain, simple, and yeah. a story. This week, uh, we got Fieldcrest Brewing Company for you. That we had a lot of fun during this interview. It was the first one of the day. The um, first. In-person interview we had had in months. months. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That, it, it felt good. It yeah. Felt on site at a brewery. It, it felt yeah. really good. Yeah. And uh, it was a little weird. We were able to do it at a social distance. We were six feet apart from us. We wiped down all the, the equipment. And, uh, we'll keep our shit clean. Yeah. yeah. And it was important for us to do that. Um, and it's important that everyone out there continues to do that. Shannon and Adam were super awesome. And their brewery is really, really cool. Yeah, definitely take a take a shot and go down there. They apparently have a really good um, burnt ends. Yeah. So on Saturdays. On Saturdays. Saturdays are burnt end days. So. Go tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Do Might it as well. Take the day. What else are you doing? Yeah. Seriously. Um, I'm excited for them because I I, I see big things coming up with them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, what are you guys drinking this week? Oh, what am I not drinking? Well, typical. This is my typical answer. <laughs> um, I mean. Jeez, uh, a wandering soul mm. once again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Congratulations, I, I, actually. By the way, they are going to be distributing through Vacation Land in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, which uh, is limited run, which is not awesome. Vacation Land. Yeah. It's um, live for your die. Yeah, I know, but that's the brewery. But, yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm that's just a, saying. Distributor. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. Which means that I'm, I'm hoping they're going to be distroing uh, into destroying. The, no, distroing. Oh, okay. Into uh, the city, yeah. Cigarette City in Seabrook. Can't if you're wait. lucky. Yeah, which is, yep. I just think it's such a testament to what Matt's doing. I mean, originally yeah. just starting the brewery just as like an homage to his his daughter that unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Um, To being able to release amazing beer almost every month at this point. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And not to mention that that Vienna Lager is coming soon. Oh my God, I can't wait. Which I'm so excited yeah. for. And I know Matt listens, so Matt, just text us when it's out. Just I'll buy a log. Please. I don't care. <laughs> I'll buy a lot. Yeah. Uh, um, um, but yeah, so I it, I mean, I don't want to give away uh, some of the beer I've been drinking, but it's No, been, you can give those to yourself. Nope. N- yeah, I'm going to keep it to myself. It was from our uh, Springfield trip. I've been drinking a lot of that stuff. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've had some shilling stuff, which of has been course. awesome. Yes. Um, I forget the name of it, but I tried a uh, New Resilience um, IPA. That's nice. I think it was a West Coast style um, that was at the city um, that I haven't had before. And nice. it was it was awesome seeing a New Resilience project beer. Yeah, it's been a while. 
it, it's been a while, at least up or, or down this way. We don't really get to see a lot of those like small batch stuff. It was just cool to see that. So I, I got that. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's really all I've been drinking. Yeah. I've had um, Rockport's latest beer, Twin Lights. Oh, is it good? It I've been trying to get my hands my on socks. it. Yeah. I was not prepared. I That's had awesome. that, and I had another beer before that, and I even had dinner, and it, I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong. I love that beer, but, you were but it is a solid 8%, and I was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was not prepared. She hits. She hits. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been drinking uh, a 4.3% pale ale with apricot in it i like that i know that ryan I, and i, I made still, i still need to try it i'm the worst home um, brewer ever i'm not trying to like toot my own horn but did you guys do all right it's all right I tried it yet. like it's very like good i don't know matt's I, really picky about his beer yeah like, i love almost everything there's very little beers that i'm like does the apricot apri- the apricot come through no which is even better huh. did you use the full thing like, no what did you, okay. I, I only use a little bit oh that's why it, it's it's just like a nice aftertaste it's not oh, bad okay. but so. uh yeah i hate that i said my i'm drinking my homebrew but i'm excited to brew again so i kind of just want to get rid of like the logs so matt and like, i are pounding it right now yeah yeah um hardcore what else i've been drinking um i went up to deciduous and uh, you did you got some more beers from them yeah I lollipop did. baby yeah i got that lollipop that uh that milk sugar mix, mm. milk sugar <laughs> um actually <laughs> I, I had their um i had their blueberry uh pilsner which was great that sounds interesting and then i had their um margarita I have had a ton of margarita beers, yeah. beers recently actually um i had the one from Bentwater? No. Widowmaker. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. No? No, I don't think it was Widowmaker. Idle Hands. Idle Hands. Idle Hands had a salted rim. Yeah. Was it good? So good. Yeah. Um, this and was then like, there's another one from, I don't know where I had. It was, it was delicious. This it's a thing right now. was like good. the perfect 80 degree weather yeah. beer. Yeah. Like, Low ABV, but yes. like great kind of margarita flavors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I need to find the time to get up there. Well, you can't saying. get that one anymore because I got the last four pack. But Idle Hands probably still has theirs. And I think it's like a cool style that other brewers are brewing. Yeah. Too. A lot of people are doing it right now. Which mm-hmm. is cool. And it, it's cool. Uh, that New Hampshire beer scene, I, I do love it. Oh, I remember it was from, it was from Ground Effect. I had got one from oh, Ground, Effect. Ground Effect. Damn, you that want to? Really oh, cool. I made a little, little trip. A little trippy poo. Yeah, a little trippy poo. Yeah, so other than that, I've been doing that, and I'm getting excited because I am seeing uh, some Oktoberfests. <gasps> oh my god, they're coming, dun, dun, and it's dun, dun. awesome. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of our guest last week, Sam Adams, they're releasing their Oktoberfest. And I have a soft spot for that one. So, like, I enjoy that beer. Yes, no, hundred percent. I almost bought it the other day, and I'm like, it's a little too oh, early. It, it is. is. It's yeah. not quite time for me yet. I like, mean, <sighs> reality though. I mean, this would be the time. No. Right. No. No. This is like they put their first batch, and like six weeks later, they were like, no. Oh, I'm it's saying ready. like yeah. traditionally, this would September. Be I believe September. September yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 Which I thought, is I thought like, it was end of August. I'm not feeling it yet. Yeah. Okay. September is when I really want like. Mm, more like October, but like yeah, I, I think I, I saw a lot of pumpkin beer. I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready. For, I, I mean, I'm like never ready for pumpkin beer. I think summer. that shit can go in the trash right away. I hate pumpkin beer. Okay, end of story. Again, done. there are some good pumpkin beers 
Just not yeah. the fake pumpkin beers. Nope, it's no, just no, like, no pumpkin beers. No, never. Ryan, we had Ryan. some good ones at Oktoberfest nope. last year. At, at, mm-hmm. at the Great Pumpkin Fest. We Great did. Pumpkin Fest. Oh, Ryan, good. you like that Southern Tier one. I remember standing in line for you. That wasn't even pumpkin. That was like a fall harvest beer or something. I hate to break it to you, but most pumpkin beer isn't even pumpkin. That's what I mean. If you just do like a regular pumpkin beer without all the fake shit in it. It's a good beer. Southern Tier wasn't a pumpkin. Was you're not a, a pumpkin. It, it was just spice. Or are you? It was just Maybe you're a pumpkin. Spices. See? Oh, you know that's what people don't like. People don't like the space pumpkin ones. So, pumpkin latte. So, anyway. Speaking of what God. people like and what people don't like, we did a poll on Instagram. <laughs> and we found out that our listeners don't like seltzers, which found which I found to be very surprising. <laughs> Crazy. But they do like homebrewing. Yeah. So, we're going to be doing an episode on homebrewing and not hard seltzers because... Nobody wanted us to do one Apparently. on hard seltzer, so we're going to do one on homebrewing. <laughs> or maybe multiple. Who knows? Yeah, I, I, I think we might do episodes. a homebrew series, which would be yeah. kind of cool. And uh, I know there's a bunch of local homebrewers who have quite a good name for themselves yeah. that we want to get on. And So if there's anything specific you want us to chat about, let us know. Let us know. Send us a DM. Or send us an email at our very, very busy email address, info at uh, yeah, so we're going to go into our episode <laughs> um, with Fieldcrest. Best intro ever. Yeah, I like this intro. Um, but before we do that, we need to you need to hear from our awesome sponsors. You do. So, sponsors. Cheers. 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 Pickles. <laughs> hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. This week's episode would not be possible without our amazing sponsor, Shirts on Tap. Each month, they team up with breweries from across the country and create a custom shirt and deliver it to your doorstep, along with stickers and coupons. Sign up today using the promo code BREWROOTS for $5 off your first box. Head on over to ShirtsOnTap.com today. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. At our local homebrew shop, Beer and Wine Hobby, you can get everything you need to make beer, wine, cider, and cheese. Not sure where to start? The knowledgeable staff at Beer and Wine Hobby are there to help. Beer and Wine Hobby is family-owned and located in Danvers, Massachusetts. To learn more about them, check out their website, www.beer-wine.com. Don't forget to use our promo code BREWROOTS for 10% off your online order today. Cheers. Cheers. Erica, Ryan, how are you guys today? Fabulous. Nice. So we good. are not at Small Pond Studios. What? It, Stop it. But Where it does feel like we are because the setup, Ryan, today is a second to none. Spectacular. Looks like oh. shit, though. No, it's well, fine. Ryan. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. <laughs> I've set up worse. Yeah, exactly. Um, where are we today, Ryan? Say it. We're at Fieldcrest Brewing Company in, in Wilbur, Wilburham. Wilburham. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> how do you say it? Wilbraham. Wilbraham. Yeah, yeah good it. job, Ryan. Yeah. yeah. And we're here with Adam and Shannon. How are you guys? I'm doing well. I pronounced those right, right? You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just making sure. Yeah. I was just making sure. Um, 
And uh, this interview was important to us to do. It was actually important for us to represent this part of the state because I think we do a decent job covering um, the North Shore, Greater Boston, (laughs) a little bit of Central Mass and New Hampshire. Um, But this area, in my opinion, is strongly, you know, untouched, untouched for us. Yeah, underrepresented. Yeah, underrepresented. So there's great beer coming out of here. Um, and it's not just treehouse. <laughs> there's <laughs> there's re- more than that. There's, there's, promise. there's really um, great beer. So we decided we're going to reach out to a couple. So we're this is the this. first of our first of many many in this area. Um, and we decided to start at Fieldcrest today. So how are you guys? Doing all right. Excellent. Uh, we'll try and do our part to represent Western Mass beer. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, so we start every podcast by asking your role at the brewery and your first memory of beer. I guess I'll start. Uh, so my role at the brewery is basically everything <laughs> except social media and food. All right. Yeah. Everything else falls on my shoulders. Yeah. Cool. You know, we do have some staff that help with tap room service and I have an assistant that comes in helps me with uh brew prep and things like that but the vast majority of beer production is me very good so i guess that means that social media falls under me (laughs) (laughs) Um, and food the food now falls under me as well so yes um and first memory of beer um i guess i really started getting into uh i guess they call it micro brews back in uh mid-90s. Um, Sam Adams certainly was a, uh, a dominant uh, craft beer back then. Sam Adams Boston Ale is uh, one of my favorite memories from that period. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it was different from anything else that was, you know, the those domestics or... Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That was more flavorful and... You know, it really is one of those beers that got me hooked on beer. You know? cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, Shannon. What about yourself? <laughs> well, <laughs> so um, I think I'm one of those who can honestly say that I recently became a beer drinker. Yeah. Um, it took my husband being a home brewer and bringing up all of these different beers, and I would constantly tell him, I don't like beer. I don't know why you keep having <laughs> me try this stuff. I'm not a beer drinker. Um, yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Every time he kept saying that, yet, yet. Um, and I will tell you, I think one of you are probably drinking it right now. It wasn't until F-bomb was brought up to me. It was yes. the F-bomb <laughs> that I said, okay, I think I can actually drink this stuff. It is palatable. I can drink it. <laughs> and uh, since then, um, I've been a beer drinker. So, you know, I, it, it was F-bomb that turned me. Cool. <laughs> I can awesome. see why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, home brewing. Was that something you've been doing for a number of years, or how'd you get into home brewing? So that's that's an interesting story. It's a little different than most, I think. Um, years ago, she had talked about getting me a home brewing kit, and I said to her, "You know, there's so many great beers out there. Why am I going to spend the time to make beer at home?" Yeah. And so that ship kind of sailed, and. We didn't think much about it. And then, I think it was probably around 2011, 2012, a friend of mine was diagnosed with celiac disease, which is an intolerance to gluten. And so he said, oh, I can't, I can't have beer. 
Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was a crisis. Yeah. So then he says, well, look, there's, there's gluten-free beer. But it's really expensive and terrible. <laughs> Tastes like cardboard. <laughs> so I said, well, maybe we can make something better. Yeah. So that's quite the challenge when you're not an experienced brewer and trying to make beer with uh, alternative ingredients. But that was my first venture into home brewing. Yeah. Nice. What was... Um, what was your past career, or, or still current career, maybe, for you, for you guys? Uh, previously, I worked in the printing industry, cool. and uh, I'm full-time plus here now. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Shannon, what about yourself? I actually, I'm still a first-grade teacher. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So Great time. The, the kids have no clue, but the parents must think you're, like, the coolest. Um, <laughs> yeah, that they, you know, I kind of kept it on the down low, and... Uh, as social media gets out and, and everything, they, they're kind of getting hooked onto it. And uh, as we went into kind of a shutdown mode this year, my appreciation gift for my parents for being so uh, tolerant, acceptant of everything that was happening with school this year, I actually went and dropped off growlers to all of them. Oh, <laughs> nice. my God. That's so, so cool. So they were actually loving the fact that, oh, my goodness, she owns a brewery. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Do you remember um, the conversation between the two of you saying, like, I think I want to do this professionally? I mean, you were home brewing for a number of years. What was that kind of moment that you said, like, oh, I could do this as a career? And was the, the plan going forth to be a gluten-free brewery? Or? So how that came about was based on the whole gluten-free premise was that, you know, hey, look, there's a market for this. If we can you know, come up with a product that's that's good, maybe this is... It has potential. And then kind of as a side venture, I said, well, let me work on make, making you know, regular beer as well because, you know, it would be great to offer both. And it, basically it turned out I really like making beer. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's good because I'm still doing that. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and uh, so it was kind of like in the back of our minds from the very beginning um, that, hey, if this, you know, turns out to be something that uh, has some traction and potential, then maybe uh, it's time for me to make a career change because uh, the printing industry has not really fared well since they invented the internet. Weird. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I I could have probably hang in there till retirement, but uh, I also felt like beer probably isn't going to become obsolete. Probably uh, not. Yeah, it hasn't in a couple (laughs) thousand years. Yeah, right. (laughs) So I'm banking on that. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. And it was a lot that you need to be happy in what you do. Yeah. And uh, beer makes him happy, and it makes other people happy. So it was kind of a a, a no-brainer when we actually, you know, thought about it, knowing that he made a good product. Yeah. Hey, let's get the good product out there. So I was on board. So what point was that that you were like, all right, let's make that career change? I mean, it was kind of a a work in progress for several years Mm -hmm. as we, you know, as I improved brewing skills, right? you know, came up with various recipes. You can't just open a brewery (laughs) with one beer. Oh, maybe you could, but, (laughs) you know, it it seems like a better idea to have several. Multiple, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, so as I'm, you know, continuing to develop skills and learn and research and work on business plans and look for locations... You know, it basically is a process that took several years and ultimately ended up here in Wilbraham where we're sitting now. Yeah. 
is this home for you guys? No. No? Where, um, where are you guys from originally? We actually, I grew up in Wilbraham, yes. Cool. Okay. He grew up in Hamden, which is the town next door. Okay. Um, but for the last, I mean, 23 years now, uh, this has not been home to me, uh, we live out in Brimfield. Okay. Nice. So, and that's actually, that's where our brewery was originally going to be through the yeah. process. Yeah. When you search and searching, you hope that it's going right. to be in this one spot. <laughs> uh, and it turns out to be something completely different. This wasn't the vision and yeah. uh, the vision, you know, kind of, we had a vision in our head, but it came to us a different way. And, yeah. and Wilbraham's been uh, wonderful to us. Cool. Yeah, it all, it all worked out. It's just, you know, Good. It, it, this wasn't the initial plan, but right. sometimes uh, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, what about the name, Fuel Crest? Was that the original plan, or was that <laughs> the tenth name? Or <laughs> well, so that was not the original name. Uh, originally, we were Hillside Brewing. Okay. And that was based on a property that didn't end up working out. Gotcha. So then when we landed in this location, we said, well, we're definitely not on a hillside, <laughs> so we're right. going to need to change the name. Yeah. And so we spent a while trying to come up with something and kind of as a, uh, know, a, tr a tribute to the whole process and all of the things we ran into trying to get to this point, we'd come up with catch 22 brewing oh, just yeah. seemed like everything, you know, yeah, it was a catch. Well, this property is good, but there's not enough parking mm. or this yep. property is good, but the zoning's wrong or, or what have <laughs> you. And just and from multiple angles, it's it, a just, nightmare situation. it just seemed like yeah. there was always something that made it, so we wouldn't get to that next step. Right. So we officially changed the name of the company to Catch-22 Brewing after I talked to my attorney, researched yeah. this, and oh, the name is clear. Which is astonishing, not to interrupt, yeah, but that like that seems like a pretty cool beer ne like brewery name. Like, yeah. Nobody had that. Nobody. So at that point, um, we had taken over the property here. We went on vacation for a week. I said, all right file for the uh, trademark when we get back from vacation. We get back from vacation a week later. She goes on the internet and does a search and says, uh, hey, someone trademark Catch-22 oh. Brewing. Oh, get out. <laughs> so I call my attorney. I said, what is this, trademark squatting? They're, like, waiting for me to, you know, start a business, and then they're going to try and sell me this? And she said, no, it can't work that way because that would have had to have been filed, you know, a few weeks ago before it gets posted to the website so it's just bad luck yeah so, so literally they had no website they had they had absolutely <laughs> nothing. nothing it's not a, a week later they yeah had stuff. it's not a physical brewery oh um it was very interesting he actually spoke to the person who owns the name yeah um and has some place in colorado uh it's um is it, it a brewery now no well it's just a I'm beer sure company. If, I'm not sure if they're contract brewing. Okay. So, yeah, it okay. is, you know, it they're is They're producing brand. liquid, yeah. Yeah, so I reached out to him, like, kind of like, hey, you know, how attached to this name are you? And right. He's like, oh, well, you know, we've got 100,000 cans and this and that. Like, so he... Oh, jeez. So he, uh, <laughs> he was a couple steps ahead of me in that regard, yeah. but just didn't have any of the social media presence, and so, yeah. like, no one would have known about right. it at the time. But he's like, well, you know, you guys are in another part of the country. You know, I don't have a problem if you want to go ahead and use that. Yeah. All right. So I talked to my attorney <laughs> again. She says, well, you can, but he says, you know, he could change his mind. Right. And then you have a problem down the road. Yeah. 
he could sell the company to someone else who doesn't share that same thinking, and you could have a problem down the road. But it's up to you. So we talked about it, and uh, we both like, you know, that's the last thing I wanted to have to do yeah. is, you know, sounds awful. <laughs> re, you know, rebrand, you know, a couple years down the road. Let's just scrap that name and we'll go back and come up with something else. So it turns out Fieldcrest was the runner-up, and so we're like, all right, at this point, we've got to hurry up and, something. and yeah. you know, <laughs> lock something in yeah. because we're trying to establish a brand and get the word out there, and yeah. you know, we need to have some kind of identity. And uh, so the name Fieldcrest comes from our, our last name is Field, and Crest is simply a peak or high point and opening a brewery for me, the yeah. high point. So that's the uh, the deep hidden meaning oh, behind the name. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that works. Yeah, that sounds good. So too. often like we hear very similar stories, and people come up with like, like, oh, we really don't. On know. a whim, yeah. they'll just yeah. be like, well, let's just try this, yeah, and yeah. that's the one that actually works. <laughs> and yours has like true, like kind of family meaning behind it. So yeah. So in the end, we're very happy with how things turned yeah. out. Yeah. Similar to the property situation. <laughs> yeah. Just it wasn't the initial. Right. You know plan. And when you look at it, it kind of, you know, you walk in, you see Fieldcrest written on there and, you know, it's, it's very simple, Mm -hmm. um, and very fitting, you know, it's a, it's more of an elegant tap room than it is, you know, a rustic tap room or anything like that. Catch 22 was, you know, that's definitely a play. Um, and Fieldcrest fits the tap room. So it, it, it all worked out. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about this area growing up here, uh, what is the beer scene like um, you know, in this Western Mass area. What was it like growing up? No, oh, I guess what is it like now? Is no, now, yeah. just being local to the area and knowing it. Yeah, so now, you know, we've started to have, you know, a good number of breweries locally here, not nearly as many as are concentrated in the eastern part of the state. <laughs> right. But but for us, it feels like a good amount of breweries. You know, within a well, 10 or 15-minute drive, I can get to three or four other breweries. Yeah. So I think that's a good thing. You know, it says that uh, the beer scene is emerging and that, you know, people are are into craft beer. Does it make you more of a destination now, you think? You're like seeing an uptick in popularity? Um, you know, we're, we're not... We haven't have enough history for me to say, oh, yeah. you know, prior to this, you know, <laughs> this is the way it was. I mean, right. we, we opened our doors in April of 2019. So Oh, wow. So, yeah, you're not. We don't have that long. much history to <laughs> fall back on and, and compare. Right, right. Yeah. And there's not a lot of breweries around us that even have a lot of history to compare because the Western Mass scene, it's 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 up and rising. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which so is kind of the, I don't know, I guess like. Berkshire Brewing Company is probably the... Uh, the OG. Yes, right. the longest yeah. standing. Yeah. <laughs> is it cool to kind of be at the front of that wave, though? I mean, you guys are doing something that it seems like it's it's new. For yeah, you. yeah, and I think that, honestly, had we got things to fall into place sooner, we would have been more at the front of the wave, <laughs> yeah. but we're happy, you know, to be where yeah, we are. Now, yeah, right? exactly. Um Kind of addressing the elephant in the room, obviously, April 2019, you guys opened. Your one-year anniversary, I'm sure, was not what you guys <laughs> expected it to be um, yeah. due to 
COVID. Yes, it was somewhat less exciting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, were you shut down at that point, or did you, were you actually open? We were doing beer to go. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to think of when the shutdown was as yeah. March. So, so honestly, yeah. didn't didn't even bother promoting the one year thing. We're just like, <laughs> we'll promote my second one year next year. Yeah, right? yeah. We'll just let this slide for now. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, COVID's affected every brewery that we've talked to. I don't think there's one brewery that we've talked to and said, well, "This has been the best time of our career." Um, and if there is one out there, we we, we want to talk man. to you, yeah. figure out what's going right. We'll write. A, I'll co-write a book with you. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, how have you guys adapted? I, I think the most amazing thing about the brewing industry is how innovative all breweries have been in adapting and coming up with new solutions. How have things changed for you guys from the original plan of, you know? Brewing beer. Well, they keep changing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it is ever changing. We're on our fourth business plan change now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So being a small taproom-focused brewery, you know, the business plan involves bringing people into the tap room to drink beer. Yeah. Well, once we went into the uh, shelter-in-place mode, that was not an option. Yeah. But fortunately, we were able to sell beer to go. At that point, we were only doing growlers. Our core business was putting beer in a glass for the customer in the tap room. So we definitely had to make some adjustments. So the first two weeks, you know, we said, all right, well, we're still selling growlers to go. Come in, get your growler to go. Yeah. And the first two weeks were just terrible. Like, Oof. you know, people were just, I think, just waiting for it to blow over, and then mm -hmm. they'd come back and have a beer in the tap right. room. And after that, people started to get the idea that maybe this pandemic isn't going to be over in a couple of weeks, and we're still thirsty. So, <laughs> yeah. so then they started coming strong, like, I was brewing as much as ever, which nice. is great. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the profitability of beer to go is not the same as putting beer in a glass. Yeah. But uh, I was still happy to be selling beer. Right. Yeah. And then uh, as things progressed, we uh, bought a small canning setup. So I am putting some beers in cans now. And so that's helping as well. And then we've been slowly opening up <laughs> starting with outdoor seating yeah. socially distant now incorporating the indoor socially distant seating yeah yeah now doing mandatory food service <laughs> yeah so uh it's ever changing but we're trying to uh adapt and yeah. keep up with the changes right yeah so you guys kind of lucked into the whole food situation, kind of. Something right? went in yeah. your direction. <laughs> that was kind of lucky. Right? Through all this, something correct came out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was, we did something right. Um, two weeks prior to COVID actually, you know, shutting us down and having everything to go, we bought a food trailer. Mm. Um, one thing that we've always had food, we had to, Wilbraham requires that you're selling beer, you have to have food with it. So we had your basic staples. What we were noticing, um, and we always encouraged bring your own, but what we were noticing is um, people really wanted food trailers. Yeah. And um, 
and that was great. We wanted them too, but it was hard to bring food trailers into Wilbraham. Um, their ordinance, they're very old school. Um, Certain licensing yeah. and everything. Exactly. Yeah. You know, bringing a brewery to Wilbraham. I mean, that was whoa. <laughs> so we just um, got a McDonald's. <laughs> you know, so it's like you know, bringing a food trailer here. It's kind of so we you know education on all of that and. Um, getting the permitting and it was, it was difficult. So we figured the easiest way to do this was to just purchase our own food trailer. Um, we did that two weeks before the shutdown and the food trailer had basically sat there and we're going, what are we going to do with (laughs) this? We just spent a lot of money on a food trailer and, um, you know, and obviously during COVID you could be spending that money towards other things. Now you got this food trailer just sitting there. Um, so basically, uh, it came to be a blessing in disguise because then what ended up happening in June we could do outdoor seating. With outdoor seating, we had to have, um, we had to offer food. Perfect, we can offer the food. Um, And, you know, now with the next, uh, you know, business plan that changed is you have to have food with your drink. You have to have it on your ticket. Perfect. We've got, you know, the food trailer that. So it was, it truly was a blessing in disguise. Shannon, I'm curious to, my girlfriend does not drink beer. She is very similar to how you were. Same. Um, you being that type of ambassador to people who don't drink beer, what's your suggestion to, to jump in a beer? You know, what's something that, you know, someone who's not a beer drinker? Yeah, well, I, and I'm, and I'm going to share with you, too. I have, a, 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 I guess, a different situation with it as well. I'm also gluten-free. Okay, oh, very cool. Yeah, gluten-free. yeah. All right. So I am gluten-free. I am not celiac, though, yeah. um, but I do have an allergy to wheat. An intolerance so I am, yeah. Yes, I am very sensitive to it. Um, so when drinking beer, um, I tr- definitely try to compare ours to others, of course, and see what the difference is. Um, he's teaching me a lot about the hops because, obviously, I'm very new to beer (laughs) um and uh comparing those those hop tastes and you know the smells and stuff like that um but actually he had me just really going easy with it you know this is a simple beer and he's explaining to me the flavors that I'm going to be tasting as I'm trying it and everything he's like try to get beyond you know maybe the bitterness of it um and and really let it sit and what, you know, what fruit flavors are, are coming out and, and, you know, the things like that and things that I would never think of. You just drink it, right? Yeah, of <laughs> um, and I think that that's the part of it. I had to start thinking about the beer. Yeah. So really, he had me F-bomb, like I said, and that's as fruity as we can get. I mean, that, that thing is unbelievable. And then he has mango to it as well. So, oh. But um, I, I, I have that fruit piece. Um, but um, really, it was... Um, trying those subtle beers after the F-bomb. And, uh, you know, all I can really say is you just have to keep trying. Um, And drink it with somebody who understands beer. Like, that was the big piece. He would explain it to me. So even as he's bringing out new beers now, I'll be honest, we have our, you know, we have our group. Um, we have a Fieldcrest family here. And uh, we'll get together and we'll, we'll try the beers yeah. and everything. And they'll be talking about it. They're like, well, how about this? And how about this? And they're, they're starting to get a little impressed with me because I'm like, well, I've got this chocolate feeling right here. And they're like, yes, that's what you're supposed to be. Cool. So, you know, I for those who are trying to get into beer, you know, to drink it with somebody who understands beer. Yeah. 
probably makes it more enjoyable. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. not both like, oh, beer. It's like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and I, I and to be honest, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest about I'm not drinking beer to get drunk. You know, right. I'm drinking beer it's a beverage. to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's a it's it's a meal. Um, I don't even necessarily, you know, <laughs> we always made fun because you never really had beer he likes to enjoy the beer and doesn't necessarily always want the meal to ruin the beer so that was always a big thing too like people would be like he's like well i'll have my water and i'll have my beer after and because he doesn't want the meal to ruin the beer (laughs) nice i I just find certain flavors compete with you know certain foods are very powerful with their flavors and can kind of overtake you gotta find the right kind of balance Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what's the beer that you guys are most known for I think our F-Bomb IPA cool. is what we're most known for. It's uh, our best-selling beer. Yep. What, an IPA? Stop. <laughs> I, I know right. that's hard to believe. <laughs> but uh, another beer that we're kind of known for in this area is the ESB. Yeah, so I was going to ask about that. That's, it's yeah. awesome that you guys are brewing. I see a brown ale and an ESB and a blonde. Um, is that just those are the beers that you like? or? Yeah, I really... I really enjoy uh, English style beers, yeah. and uh, ESB is one of my personal favorite styles, and I try to have it on at all times. Yeah, nice. Um, learning to these different styles of beers. Obviously, when you were falling in love with craft beer, it was Sam, Sierra Nevada, uh, Anger Steam. I'm sure. Uh, where did you find these different styles? Did you travel to Britain to to try them, or where was where did you have your first ESB? Say, unfortunately, know? no. But, uh, <laughs> no, um, you know, I, I would just be able to take at that time mostly bottles from uh, you know different package stores that have a better beer selection, and uh, you know, back in say the mid '90s, imported beer was still kind of. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's kind of popular still. Yeah, it was popular, but but (laughs) it was kind of also like the way you got more flavorful beers. Yeah, gotcha. And so, oh, I purchased a lot of like Sam Smiths and things like that. That uh, you know just had a flavor profile that I that I really liked. And uh, when I started making beer, well, this is definitely a style I want to brew. Cool. uh, Any plans for cask beer? With the, liking the English uh, style. Yeah, I'm certainly not opposed to it. Yeah. It's just I, I can't say that I have any immediate plans. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there, you know, I have a, a list of ideas of things we could do around here that's <laughs> yeah. a mile long, but uh, reality is I only have to- so much time in the day. Yeah. Right, right. What so, I, oh, yeah, I was going to say, speaking on that, um, what are some things you would like to try doing in the future? Well, I mean, just different beers that, you know, creating yeah. new beers that I have various ideas yeah you know it's just a matter of okay well i gotta keep up with some of the core beers that people expect to be on right Mm. but people also want new beers so there's a balancing act between you know brewing the beers that people expect when they come here and brewing new beers that people also want to try right in this area, do you feel as though people are educated beer drinkers, or do you feel as though it's the people grabbing the Coors Light, Budweiser? I, I think it's a mixture. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think certainly uh, there's more people who are dialed into uh, different beer styles now than ever before, but we still 
still, you know, get a lot of people that come in and say, what's your lightest beer? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And w- what's your answer for that? I'm always curious when someone asks. So, you know, it kind of varies depending on what I have on tap. Um, our Blondale is yeah. kind of the uh, default answer when yeah. that's on, and that's been well received from uh, those people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if that's not on tap, I've got to get a little more creative <laughs> and, uh, you know, try and pick their brain a little bit more about hmm. what do you like to drink and, you know, are you, you know, do you like something that's hoppy but not bitter or what have you? And sometimes right. I get a blank stare and I just say, all right, <laughs> I'm going to recommend, you know, whatever, whatever I have that might be suitable and see what happens. And then it's amazing that you actually have them try things. You know, we've had several people come in and say, well, we don't like an IPA. And that's fine because obviously we have other things and it's like, oh, you don't have an IPA. We can introduce (laughs) you to this, this and this. Um, And then, you know, and it's amazing. And you're like, okay, well, just just try this. Oh, actually, that's that's really good. That's okay. Just try it. Yeah. You know, so it's also a lot of just putting the glass in front of them. Here's a little sip of it. Try it. I think that's one thing where flights come in handy, you know. Yeah. You yeah. know, sometimes they'll just like, all right, well, I want these three beers, but then I don't know what to pick for the fourth one. And so we'll throw something in there that might, might be a yeah. little out yeah. of their comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. You know, and I'd say half the time, it, you know, it works out. You know, yeah. Of course, yeah. the other half, it doesn't, but, you know, at least they try. four ounce right. four. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for you guys trying new styles, um, if that's important for you, um, where do you drive those new styles? Do people come in here and say, like, oh, I'd love if you had a lager. I'd love if you have a Pilsner for Leonard Weiss. Or is it something that you just are like, I had this homebrew recipe. I'm really excited to do it. I think it's some of each. I mean, cool. you know, there are styles that I'd like to take a crack at that I just haven't got around to. But then yeah. there's also stuff that people are asking for. And I guess when those two kind of align, that, that's, yeah. yeah, that's... To me, all right, an opportunity to, you know, brew a certain beer. Definitely. Shannon, I'm very curious. I'm always fascinated with the importance of social media in this industry. Um, What have you learned, you know, doing it? And and it's more difficult than I think more people think. It is. (laughs) Um, There are times I can be a very opinionated person. (laughs) Um, You really need to keep your opinions out of it. Um, You know, that that's one thing that I've definitely noticed. Um, You just, you know, you stick with the facts and you leave it at that. Um, keeping up with social media. Oh my goodness. It's the worst. We it, find that's the Having a post every day. Yeah. <laughs> that is a full-time job. Yeah, now is, I already yeah. have, you know, two full-time jobs. <laughs> right. Now you add the social media piece on top of it and it's crazy. And you've got Instagram, you've got, Are you, you on know, TikTok? No, it's like, yeah, it's not <laughs> no, serious. Okay. No, I know. My 21-year-old showed me Snapchat. I'm yeah. like, I can't keep up with this. <laughs> so we've, we've held to Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, Perfect. that's what we're on too. <laughs> You know, yeah. I'm like, she's she's tried other things and I've even told her that she can take it over because sometimes she poo-poos what yeah. I put right, on there right. and, and stuff like that. But I'm just, you know, I'm like, this is what I can do. And uh, But it is, it's a lot. Yeah. And uh, getting your stuff out there and... Um, just keeping it all positive, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the remarks positive as well. So, right. Yeah. Right. And it's sure. hard, especially during this climate, to, to stay positive sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. that's um, what is the Adam always has a, a 
a phrase about beer and everything. And that's the one thing that we've tried to hold to is that, you know, beer, it brings people together. Yeah, I like to promote unity through beer. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Yep, the unity through beer and everything. And that's what he always, and that's what we're doing. You know, we're creating this beer happy culture. Right. It's a little tougher these days when everything's <laughs> so Keeps isolated and spread yeah. out, you know, but. Yeah, that's the hard part. Kind of the vibe here prior to COVID was, you know, very positive, people interacting. You know, we don't have big screen TVs yeah, with a football no, game that. on. Uh, you know, we'll put the game it's even on. even unplugged, I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, you know, we turn on the TVs it's now and then if there's an important game someone wants yeah. to right. watch. But, uh, you know, we really are here for people and beer you know it's yeah yeah when we're open that bar is full and everybody is talking to one another and that's one of the things I that, that. Yeah, yeah. So important. yeah you know i mean and, and truly so we have that field crest family people walk in the door hey it's just like cheers you know exactly <laughs> you know who's walking through that door um and it's it's just a big family atmosphere if they if it's their first time in here they're going to feel like it's their 10th time in here. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, the, that unity piece. He's got that nail that should be so, on our so, wall. <laughs> so one of the things, I guess a little quick story yeah. is, uh, I think it was Christmas Eve. Was it Christmas Eve? Yeah, it was Christmas Eve. I was in the back brewing. The tap. We had the tap room open. Um, I had finished up back there. I came out here. The tap room was full. I think I knew 80% of the people in here. By first name. Wow. That's really important. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And that's what you get kind of out here with, not that this is a small town, but it's, you get to see that vibe. That, yeah, a small town community yeah. kind of, you know. Um, so what's kind of next for you guys? I know that we're trying to navigate through some murky water right now, but is there something that you'd, you'd like to see more robust canning or different styles? We're trying to figure that out. Yeah. I mean, right. right now it's like... <laughs> What do we do to stay open this week? You know, yeah. I haven't uh, gone a whole lot beyond that. I mean, we've talked about a few things, but there's nothing that I'm ready to say. Oh, this is what we're doing next. Right. right. Yeah. Absolutely. Describe your brew house a little bit. Like, what do you got going on back there? Sure. So, I mean, brew house is pretty small. We uh, run a three and a half barrel system. Um, I have two three and a half barrel fermenters, a seven barrel fermenter, and a three and a half bright. Yeah. And. Uh, so that, plenty of liquid. You can fill. That's some enough food. to you know yeah. to supply this tap room. Um, throughout the pandemic, we've experienced the uh, potential for uh, more beer to go sales. So we may be looking a little harder at trying to generate more beer and can it to yeah. uh, to uh, supply some of that market. Yeah. Uh, any plans for distribution? Are you guys in? I know that the restaurants are closed, <laughs> but is there distro opportunities? I mean, I have people contact me frequently for that, and I, I, at this point, for the most part, I'm turning it down because, yeah. you know, our focus is here. I only have so much beer. Yep. Um, you know, at some point, hopefully we have more and we can supply the tap room as well as some distribution, but yeah. as it stands today... That's pretty limited. Yeah. I will also say one of the reasons that we keep it into the tap room as well, it's that community. 
I was going to say, you yeah. kind of want to keep that. It is. Right? It's yeah. it's the community. It's knowing everybody who's drinking our beer. They basically sell our beer for us. Yeah, right. it's word of mouth. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. who got, oh, I heard it from so-and-so. I mean, the cans are starting to get out there and everything. Mm. We have a couple places yeah. that we do put them at. Okay. Um, local, we know, you know, they're great friends of ours. Um, the, Adam trusts the person. He's like, every time we go in, oh, yeah, he recommends this IPA, this one. And so we yeah. know that he's somebody... Um, who loves his IPAs and and will really steer people to the right beer for them. So putting our beer in there is is a good spot. But that, you know, driving everybody through the tap room, we know who they are. We know what they're drinking. We can recommend the things. And uh, they become friends. Yeah, that's cool. And you are promoting community at the same time. Yes, community is huge. Yeah. Um, I'm good for, like, questions related to the brewery and and the beer-wise. I kind of want to get to know what you guys are drinking at, at home. Like what, what's in your what's fridge in your at fridge? home? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not home very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. So, yeah, honestly, you know, I'm at this brewery, not any others. Occasionally, we get an opportunity to venture out. Sometimes people bring beers to me from other breweries. Yeah, yeah. so that's nice. Um, but you know, I'm always up for trying different beers and. I guess uh, for the most part, I drink mine because they're right here and, I, and I'm here as well. Yeah. Right. But right. It, it is always interesting to, uh, to get beers from other places. And, you know, certainly like I'll get beers from people locally, yeah. other brewers and what have you, bring stuff in. Yeah. And so that's been nice. Yeah. Um, do you have a dream collaboration? Anyone you'd love to collaborate with? I can't say that I. Uh, I've given that a whole lot of thought. <laughs> I've been approached to do some collaborations with uh, Loophole and Rustic and a couple, yeah. a couple other guys, but I just haven't had time, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I'm opposed to it at all. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Any guilty pleasure beers? Like, if you go out to a bar, what do you grab? Well, obviously, it depends on what they have for options. True. You know, <laughs> oftentimes if there's a beer I haven't had, I'll order that. You yeah. know, and yeah. well, let's try it out because yeah. uh, why not? Yeah. Um, obviously, if there's an English style on there, I'm going to try that yeah. because that's a, something I like. But yeah. these days, it's more like which of these ten IPAs should I try? Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Now, don't right. get me wrong. I like IPAs. Of course, uh, of yeah. course. Yeah. They, they do kind of dominate the, right, the they, market, though. Yes. <laughs> um, Shannon, obviously, with being gluten intolerant, what's your opinion on seltzers? Hard seltzers. I've actually approached him at brewing something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. And Adam, what's your opinion on brewing them? <laughs> he tells me I can brew them. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. So. It has not been a focus of mine. Yes. But, yeah. yes. you know, anything's yeah. possible. Yeah. No, I, I really do enjoy them, and I think that it would be a growing opportunity for Fieldcrest. There's Agreed. definitely a market for it. There are yeah. a lot of breweries doing We've it. We've yeah. heard it. Unfortunately, they've had to kind of swallow their pride and be like, okay, we're going to do it. Yeah. But 
Some brewers like that we out. thought would <laughs> never, ever do it all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, I'd be very interested to, you know, dip my toes in that opportunity. Um, he's not as, you know, I mean, he's all about the beer. Yeah, yeah of course. It's a tough step yeah. to make. Yeah. I, I but it understand. is for those who don't, you know, you know, when you go out and everything, um, you know, you're drinking the beer. Well, what are, what are they drinking? Yeah. You know, and it's. But just um, to be clear, though, a lot of the seltzers out there are malt based. We are. Correct. A, yeah. You know, malt yeah. beverage producers. So. Yeah. They're not necessarily gluten-free. But they do have the ones, and you could make it. So, actually, (laughs) I'm the one who would have to make it. So, maybe if there's time, you know, maybe when I retire from my day job. There you go. That's that's what I'll do. Um, Any work with Pink Boots? I know that being a woman in the the beer industry, I know that you guys are real new and. I would absolutely love to. Um, I think (laughs) I would absolutely love to. Um, I think I would like to, me personally, become more knowledgeable. Um, Me getting into the beer scene with him, um, I definitely piggy, you know, any questions and stuff like that, I go to him about it. Um, But um, it is definitely there. I want to. Um, Women brewers, um, brewery owners, and everything. We've got our 11-year-old back there. Uh, I think she's the yes. future brewer here, personally. Cool. And, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we have we did purchase our pink boots. Yeah. Yes. We wear them around here. <laughs> um, but I am. I'm hoping to take more of a role once uh, I can pull back from the full-time job. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, this was not anything that I thought I was ever going to. This was his venture. This was all his. I was just there to support. I may have sucked her in a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. right. It seems like she I I am. Um, He loves it. And uh, I just love... You love it, too, though. I can tell. It is. (laughs) It's that community thing, you know? Um, So I am. I'm falling in love with it. I just can't, you know, take that jump into leaving my job because somebody's got to hold insurance and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Um, I heard a thing or two about beer cheese. Can you talk about it? You make it on premise. Are you making it with the beer that's here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all of the food that comes out of our food trailer, um, if it's got some sort of sauce on it or anything like that, it is all made with field crust beer. Yeah. So um, we have, on Saturdays, is our barbecue day. And uh, came on the wrong day. (laughs) Uh, Oh, Erica, why did you plan it on a Friday? (laughs) Oh, and I tell you, and we've got burnt ends that just sell like crazy Mm, now. Nice. And we have pulled pork and things like that so the gentleman who does this for us it started out he was a customer that's awesome. That's awesome. he was somebody community who, it yeah, is right. It's, right. That, it's that circle that yeah. full circle he would come in all the time and he's like you know what i smoke some you know pulled pork at home i want to bring some and he would he would bring it in and we'd all like devour it I'm like <laughs> you need a food trailer yeah. well we provided the food trailer is basically what it ended up being that's awesome and uh so yeah so you help um, someone like realize their kind of dream too yeah while you're realizing yeah that's I, awesome. because i'm not a chef either that's not my full-time right. job yeah. um and he is the one who comes in he smokes it and he makes up everything so the beer cheese it's made with all of the you know the different cheeses that he puts in it and it has our esb in it and it is absolutely wonderful when he smokes the pulled pork it could uh there's two variations that he has one has our minutes to midnight in it so our stout with a chocolate base and then uh he did esb uh what a couple weeks ago and oh i mean 
Who knew? The difference <laughs> in the taste, unbelievable. I love them both, but yeah, he does a fantastic job. Yeah. If you guys are ever out here on a Saturday, I'm buying. I Noted. think we're going to have to Noted. come out. Yep. 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 We'll be here tomorrow. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's um, awesome. Most importantly, I want to get people to the tap room. I want people to drink your liquid. Where are you guys located and um, social media? and virtually. Yeah. <laughs> So physically, our tap room and brewery are located at 2343 Boston Road here in Wilbraham, Massachusetts. Nice. And social media. Yeah, and social media, you can find us on Facebook and on Instagram at uh, Fieldcrest Brewing Company. Very cool. cool. Yeah. Easy yeah. peasy. So please go follow them. <laughs> go to their location, support them. And come um, out here. And there's a lot of other breweries yeah. out here as well. So come for them all right. oh definitely yeah. make a day of it and we encourage that you know it's not you know we're not just looking for people to come to field crest <laughs> but we you'd have, love that yeah. we, we, right. we want to be we want to be a stop yeah. on yeah. it you know and that's the wonderful thing there are so many breweries that are actually coming up um tap rooms and everything that uh you know you can get that little bus going around yeah. uh, to to visit them all well thank you guys so much for doing that before we go we have one more question so we always like to ask, what are you most proud of? And that is as wide and open as you want it. <laughs> Does not have to be brewery. Yeah. I think I'm proud that we've been able to uh, open a brewery, you know, and uh, make a career change for me. And uh, kind of as a byproduct of that, we've established this community that Shannon's talked about. And... Uh, I think we're both pretty proud of that. Yeah. Also, kind of partial to some of the beers as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. uh, I, I do. I live around the community. You know, um, I'm just proud of the family that we have built here, yeah. the friendships that have come out of this. Uh, unbelievable. The people that we have met, the brewers that have walked through our doors. Um, you know, when we tell them all the time, we're, we're so sorry. You know, we've been to your brewery before. We haven't been able to get there in the last two years. We're so sorry about it. And they understand. They're like, you know, no, we, we understand this. It's, yeah. it's, it's okay. They're like, this but, is the first time I've been out in a year and a half. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, went, we went to one on a whim one day. We're like, they're still open? We can actually, we can get there? Yeah. Um, and it was absolutely wonderful to sit back and drink somebody else's beer. Yeah. Um, but the and the beer community itself, you know, belonging to the Brewers Guild, um, going to those meetings and everything, the pride that everybody takes, you live that pride as well. Um, so I'm just, I'm proud to be a part of all of this. Something that I never thought I was going to be a part of. I wasn't yeah. a beer drinker. I, I was not. Are. And here we are. And I'm proud of the community. Um, I mean, brewers, amazing, amazing people. And nobody really knows everything that they do unless you're living it. I can't tell you how many people have come in and say, well, you're out. You're out of this beer. Well, yeah, we are. Well, when's it? Well, it's in the fermenters right now. Oh, go get it. Well, it just doesn't come out of the yeah. fermenter. It's like magic. Yeah. He, you know, he can't just go back there and, you know, pull a lever and here it comes. You know, it, it takes week, weeks. Yeah, weeks yeah. to like brew. So I, I, yeah. think, I think that that's one of the, you know, it's, and it's not even, it's, an, it's not a moment. It's a, it's a snapshot in time and everything. Um, just all the brewers, what they go through and learning from him and watching what they do and the liquid gold that comes out of their taps. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's a proud moment for, for that. 
Well, thank you guys for doing this yeah. and taking some time out of your morning to do this. I really do appreciate it. It's, I'm excited Same. for what's next for you guys. Just hearing about community and we didn't just talk about the hoppiest beer you have for an hour. Right. You know, we talked about kind of like the, we can do that if you want. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, Part you know, two. This is um, this is very cool. I, I think Definitely. it's awesome and and, and cheers to you guys. I, I wish you guys all the success in the in the future. And make sure you make your way out to the the western part of Massachusetts yeah. because I it's not so. just dragons and it's dinosaurs. Not just dragons and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. good beer it's, and yeah. good people for sure. Definitely. Well, thank you guys. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Thank you, everyone. You've made it to the best part of the episode, the ending, which means you don't have to like listen to us that much longer. That's right. But you should listen to us for at least 45 more seconds because we sound amazing. Thanks to Small Pond Studios here in Georgetown, Massachusetts. Our man Jazz has hooked us up. We have taken this podcast to the next level. Sound guy Ryan took us to a place, but Jazz took us to a whole nother stratosphere. And we you know here. I still edit these episodes, right? Uh, you know what? I didn't know that. Now that yeah. I do. No, it's just as you know like what, Ryan, his, his building, his equipment, you are next and level. his love. And, you know, I get to use it. Yeah. It's an amazing anyway, vibe you get here. But no, Jazz, you, you need to come here. If you're any sort of band, anything that needs to be recorded, uh, check out smallpondstudios.io and reach out to them if you need anything. Yeah. And you know what? If you guys like what you heard from us... Please tell your friend and have your friend tell your friend and then have your friend's friend tell your friend because you know what? That's how we grow. And we are growing because of you guys. Yeah. So anyways, um, if you want to help us as well, you can follow us on many of our, all of our social media. So we got Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, which we need more followers on YouTube. And, and TikTok. TikTok, which Ryan doesn't want to be part of. But He's you know what? super excited about it. Erica and I are the face of our TikTok, which is fine. Yep, that's cool. Well, good. And then until next week, we're not going to tell you the episode. You have to find out on TikTok. <laughs> so follow us on TikTok. <laughs> until next week. Cheers. 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 Don't watch TikTok. What is your problem? Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>